0: So the big question I want to ask is this, what do you believe health and physical education teachers in schools like me should accomplish and how can you do it in an online world if you're a teacher or a parent? Whether you're the parent or the PE teacher or school leader or anyone involved in the raising of our children, how should children turn out when it comes to their physical health when they leave school and enter their adult years? And more importantly, in today's world, how do you begin to teach this online? What content do you use? How do you assess kids' work online? What platform should you do? How do you upload? What's hard? What's easy? Where do you get the content? Importantly, how do you make the shift? What should our children know and what should our children be able to do? And how responsible are we for their personal physical health status? These are the questions I've spent the past 32 years in schools teaching health and physical education, and the past eight years consulting and gathering the world's best experts in the following disciplines cardiology, medicine, public health, childhood physical activity research, exercise physiology, pedagogy, cognitive neuroscience, applied exercise science, sensor technology, physical education, metabolic disease, and heaps more. I've also spent 22 years of this teaching it online in one way or another. Today, that's gone up significantly. Today, I teach totally online and my students are loving it. This is the Expert Secrets Roadmap radio show. My name is Shane Stubbs, and with the help of my PhD guests, we will answer the questions which raise the physical health destiny of all school-age children around the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Expert Secrets Radio Show. It's Shane Stubbs here. It's late at night here in Sydney, Australia. It's actually 11.48 p.m. And I just said to my wife, you know what, I think I'm gonna record this podcast just before I go to bed. So it's late for me. I'm not sure what time of the world it is uh, in the world for you, wherever you are right now, listening to this. But welcome back to the radio show. You know, I'm really excited. As I record this episode, it is now Tuesday, the 1st of September, in four days time, my book is finished, uh, right now as we speak, my brand new hardcover book, which lots of you have ordered, is uh, at the uh, formatter and it's been formatted for printing. And I think it's worked out, it's about 310 pages. It's with diagrams and all of the text. And I am really excited to bring to you My Child's Healthy Life, The Expert circus Roadmap. And you know, I just had a comment from someone on Facebook today about, um, you know, they were a bit confused by the messaging and about you know the experts and my expertise if you have are listening to me for the first time it is in teaching i have taught 32,000 health and physical education lessons and i bring other experts in i actually have worked consulted with um the medical research and health research of over 100 phds so here's what we're going to do today in this episode The opening of the book, there's some some preamble, if you like, setting up the scene, what the book's all about, what the Expert Secrets Roadmap is all about. But the opening of the book has a section in it called Five Physical Health Secrets That Physical Education Teachers, Parents and Students Don't Know. The new science of physical health for school-aged children. Here's what I'm going to do over the next uh little short while over the next few episodes here on the radio show what i'm going to do is i'm going to read through in these in the podcast here um, each of the actual health secrets the five different health secrets that are in the book so this is a part of chapter one and it's uh it's all about what are these five health secrets that physical education teachers parents and students don't know And I call it the new science of physical health for school-aged children. Okay, so let's get started. Let's get cracking straight away and straight into it. So from my new hardcover book out in five days from now, physical health secret number one, here it is. What you think is the most influential factor over your physical health is not true. That's in quotation marks. I'll just say it again so you get it nice and clear. Open quotation marks. What you think is the most influential factor over your physical health is not true, end quotation marks. Here's from the book. If I were to ask you to tell me from a list below, which of these is the most influential over your risk of getting cardiovascular disease or cancer, the two biggest kills of adults and the two leading causes of sickness in adults, what would your answer be to this? Okay, which of these is the most influential over-causing the two leading causes of death and leading causes of sickness in adults. So is it high blood pressure, the leading cause, high blood sugar, a low active heart fitness score, smoking, high blood cholesterol, overweight or obesity? Most people, i found, go for overweight and obesity as their first choice because it's in the media all the time. Their second choice is high blood sugar as it's got a lot of attention in the media in the past few years in contributing to obesity and as the demon and the primary driver of of obesity. Here's the interesting thing, neither is correct or backed up by medical evidence. Obesity has a 4% attributable fraction over what we call all-cause death and all-cause morbidity. And high blood sugar also has a 4% attributable fraction from medical research over all-cause death and also morbidity which is permanent sickness the early and permanent sickness high blood pressure is four percent fractional um, uh, uh, attributable fraction of all cause death and morbidity smoking has nine percent uh, attributable fraction hypertension or high blood pressure is quite high it has a 16 percent uh, contribution to uh, premature death and permanent sickness and the only one left is a low active heart fitness score and it has from a medical research done in one, two, three areas now of over 105,000 people and published in an American Heart Association scientific statement, it has an 18% attributable fraction over all causes of death in cardiovascular disease and cancer and morbidity, uh, more, uh, yeah, morbidity, which is permanent premature sickness. The medical research for this was established back in 2009 by Professor Stephen M. Blair, Department of Exercise, he's from the Department of Exercise Science and Epidemiology of Biostatics at the Arnold School of Public Health at the University of South Carolina in South Carolina, USA. The research paper he published back in 2009 was peer-reviewed in the British Journal of Sports Medicine. Now, if you are the type of reader who enjoys getting the source of my health secret, what we call health secret number one, then search for physical inactivity, the biggest public health problem of the 21st century on Google, and you'll find the actual research paper. That's the first one. So here's a little author's note that's in the book. If you're a physical education teacher or a parent reading this or listening to this on the podcast and are wondering if your work over the years has contributed to health secret number one then the answer is yes if you have your students or children participating in frequent physical activity health secret number one is about to refine your approach and see if the work you were doing today is focused enough to get a result in the growth of the personal physical health status of the students and children you work with so i was fascinated by professor blair's work it was no small study just this individual one Over many years, there were 40,842 men and 12,943 women. He also combined his efforts with the world-famous Cooper Center for Longitudinal Study on Aerobic Fitness. That that Cooper Center is the world's largest and longest-running observational study with measured cardiorespiratory fitness. A low active heart fitness score means a low cardiorespiratory fitness score this is the medical term that i initially tried to explain to my students cardiorespiratory fitness score but that explanation didn't go well so i decided to change to something easier to digest the phrase that i use with my students is called active heart fitness score so i'll say it again active heart fitness score here is the medical definition of crf Cardiorespiratory fitness reflects the integrated ability to transport oxygen from the atmosphere to the mitochondria of the cells to perform physical work. It therefore quantifies the functional capacity of an individual and is dependent on a linked chain of processes that include, now this is the medical definition, don't forget, I'll come to a, a more easy one to understand in a minute, that include pulmonary ventilation and diffusion, right and left ventricular function, both systole and diastole, ventricular arterial coupling, the ability of the vasculature to accommodate and efficiently transport blood from the heart to precisely match oxygen requirements and the ability of the muscle cells to receive and use the oxygen and nutrients delivered in the blood as well as to communicate these metabolic demands to the cardiovascular control center. (laughs) Now I've written in my book, now that we have that clear, exclamation mark, and then in brackets I go, can I write LOL in my book, laugh out loud? That is probably, I mean, it's very scientific, and as a health and physical education teacher and a former employee of the National Hyphenation, I actually get what that means. However, I don't think the average student, parent, or teacher gets what I just read. So perhaps you can see now why my physical education teacher brain said we need to change this to call it active heart fitness score instead of cardiorespiratory fitness and here is how i explain to my students your active heart fitness score is how well your lungs can extract oxygen from the air you breathe get it to your heart and transport it to your muscles the higher the intensity of your physical activity the higher your need for oxygen in the cells inside your muscles Typically, a person will have an active heart fitness score of between 18, very low, and 50 or over. Over 50, by the way, means you will be classified as someone who's an athlete. In order to be classified as physically healthy, your active heart fitness score needs to be in the round in somewhere in the 40s. It is age and gender dependent. And later in my book, I will define the score further with what is called a percentile table you'll learn about something called band rankings for active heart fitness scores a quick explanation is this there are six bands and band one is the lowest and band six is the highest if your active heart fitness score is in band six it's highly protective for your physical health if it's in band one it means your physical health is at risk so in august of 2020 I began offering a two week online course called The Expert Plan, how to teach physical education in 2020 and beyond. It was offered to teachers via an online application process and limited to 50 um, people per course. In the application process, I requested those people who wanted to join the course to tell me which of these six factors was the most influential over someone's personal physical health status. Is it high blood pressure, high blood sugar, low active heart fitness score, smoking, high blood cholesterol, or overweight or obesity. I also asked them to share why they picked their answer. I was curious to see how many physical education teachers could nail the correct answer. To date, no one has got the correct answer in their application. Can you believe that? And I, in the first two weeks, I had over 325 applications. I've been asking this question both informally to health and physical education teachers and students and parents for years. I've not seen anyone get it correct from this group either. It was particularly interesting to read answers to the second part of the question. Why did they pick the answer they did from the list? I discovered there is a big gap in knowledge. Very few people are able to explain why a health condition causes poor physical health. Here's an example. If I was to ask you, why is high blood pressure so dangerous to your physical health? Can you tell me why? Most people can't. After reading Professor Blair's research called The Biggest Public Health Problem of the 21st Century, I went in search of some expert professors who could help me to teach the physical health impact of cardiorespiratory fitness or active heart fitness scores over and above other well-known factors. So. Here's what I found. I wanted to find rock solid evidence for health secret number one. What do you think is the most influential factor over, this is the, sorry, this is the actual secret. What you think is the most influential factor over your physical health is not true. The person I found is called a, a doctor in, uh, where he is in uh, Detroit, Michigan. His name is Dr. Barry A. Franklin. And when I get to a chapter later in my book called 100 PhDs in Your Pocket, I shall provide you a full background on his work. For now though, Dr. Barry Franklin serves as the Director of Preventive Cardiology and Cardiac Rehabilitation at William Beaumont Hospital and holds an adjunct professor faculty appointment as a professor of physiology at Wayne State University School of Medicine and professor of internal medicine at Oakland University in William Beaumont School of Medicine. His research over the last four decades combines exercise physiology, preventative cardiology, and lifestyle medicine. Dr. Franklin was a leading contributing author in an astonishing scientific statement back in December of 2016. This is after Professor Blair's paper in 2009. The paper is called, Importance of Assessing cardiorespiratory fitness, active heart fitness score, in clinical practice, a case for fitness as a clinical vital sign. The paper is peer-reviewed and published by the gold standard of medical evidence, the American Heart Association. The paper has 16 medical researchers who contribute to it on behalf of the Heart Association's American Heart Association's Physical Activity Committee of the Council of Lifestyle and Cardiometabolic Health, plus the Council on Clinical Cardiology, plus the Council on Epidemiology and Prevention, plus the Council on Cardiovascular and Stroke Nursing, and the Council on Functional Genomics and Translational Biology and Stroke Council. Boy, that this is a gold standard piece of research. The opening portion of the abstract of the paper says this, mounting evidence has firmly established that low levels of CRF cardiorespiratory fitness score my word active heart fitness score are associated with a higher risk of cardiovascular disease all-cause mortality and mortality rates attributable to various cancers a growing body this is the coolest thing i ever found out about health secret number one a growing body of epidemiological and clinical evidence demonstrates that not only is active heart fitness score a stronger predictor of mortality than established risk factors such as smoking, hypertension, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, myelitis, and overweight obesity, but that the addition of active heart fitness score to traditional risk factors improves the reclassification of risk for adverse outcomes. It was saying that paper 216 was saying the same thing as Professor Blair back in 209, 2009. What we've been taught traditionally that is the most influential factor in our physical health outcomes is not true. It's not the most influential. The advice at the end of the paper takes the use of the score, the active art fitness score, one step further. It recommends doctors who are general practitioners should be making active heart fitness scores a part of standard testing, much like blood pressure or cholesterol is tested. Since this scientific statement was released by the American Heart Association, then there has not been any noticeable movement where general practitioners, GPs, doctors are testing for this health measurement. It also gave the recommendation of physical, of physical activity dosage when it comes to raising your active heart fitness score in the last chapter of my book, I'll introduce you to another professor whose name appears on the list of contributing authors to the same t- scientific statement by the American Heart Association. He, his name is Professor Ulrich Wisloff from Norway. Professor Wisloff is the inventor of a technology that allows you to track your active heart fitness scores and cop this converted into a cop this is an australian slang i was like listen to this and converted into a unit that tells you if you are physically active enough on a weekly basis in order to lower your risk from the leading cause of premature death and sickness in adults cardiovascular disease one more piece of evidence to support health secret number one in july 2020 a second scientific statement comes out from the american heart association published on active heart fitness scores The paper was called Cardiorespiratory Fitness in Youth, an Important Marker of Health. The abstract in this research states, active heart fitness score is an important marker of physical and mental health and academic achievement in youth. However, listen to this, cop this. However, only 40% of United States youth are currently believed to have a healthy active heart fitness score. Now, it's the same all around the world. I can tell you, it's not just the United States. In this statement, we review the physiological principles that determine active heart fitness scores, the tools that are available to assess active heart fitness scores, the modifiable and non-modifiable factors influencing active heart fitness scores. So for me as a physical education teacher and a health teacher for the past 32 years in Australian schools, the most significant finding is only 40% of youth are currently believed to have a healthy active heart fitness score. I tested the active heart fitness score of 1,200 students in 2017 at my own school between the seventh and 10th grade. I found only, this is unbelievable, only 28% of them achieved the classification of band five and band six. Remember, that's a healthy classification. In this field test, 72 out of every 100 students did not qualify as physically healthy based on this health biometric called active heart fitness score. I did not just read the scientific statement from the American Heart Association about active heart fitness score in youth, this new one that came out recently in July of 2020. As I record this in August, no, September 1st of 2020, I contacted the chair of the research paper that I just mentioned to you and requested an interview. I was delighted to connect with Dr. Geetha Raguvia. That's a hard word to say, but that's how she told me to pronounce her. She's a pediatric cardiologist um, from the uh, from the University of Kansas and the City School of Medicine, and a clinical professor of pediatrics at the University of uh, another university in Kansas. Oh, so Missouri, Kansas, and the Kansas School of Medicine. So Dr. Raghavir has an extensive professional career beginning in India. Fan, can you believe it? Two years here in Australia, in Sydney, where I live, and a a suburb that was less than 40 minutes from where I live, in fact. Even though she now practices practices medicine and pediatric cardiology half a world away in Kansas, USA, I felt extra connected to this prestigious expert. When I was interviewing Dr. Raghavir, she shared this with me. The percentage of boys who had healthy active heart fitness scores decreases significantly from 65% in the year 2000 to 50% in 2012. For girls, the percentage decreased over the same time from 41% to 34%. These studies require enormous resources and live reporting is not a feature of medical information like this. Therefore, I can't state where it is in uh, the active heart fitness schools are in 2020 from a study like this but my best estimate from being on the ground teaching students in schools and connecting with physical education teachers all over the world via my facebook groups active heart fitness schools have declined even further the conclusion at the end of the scientific statement published by the American Heart Association of which Dr. Raghavir and her team, she was the lead professor on that, arrived at this end. Every child will benefit from an active heart fitness score estimate as a part of a yearly physical. Repeated bursts of vigorous physical activity, including HIIT, improve youth active heart fitness scores. Now I'll go into more detail about that in the rest of my book, so that's not the only recommendation that's coming here. Public health measures measures, and school policies, listen to that, and school policies that support lifestyle improvements to improve active heart fitness scores in individuals and populations are expected to result in substantial health and cognitive benefits. Throughout this book, I expand on this recommendation from that paper, including school policies with my new educational frameworks in the book My Child's Healthy Life, the expert Chickens Roadmap. I've created a way for all physical education teachers, parents, and students to track their active heart fitness score. Following it over a long time is not not enough. A school-aged child and an adult must know if the amount of physical activity they are participating in every seven days will actually cause growth in their active heart fitness scores. While the final score is critical, we need to be able to tell people if they are growing towards the healthy classification range. And this last point will bring me to health secret number two. Now, I'm not going to go through health secret number two just yet because this podcast episode was just about health secret number one. And I'll go back to, and just so that we can cover this again, health physical health secret number one, in my brand new book coming out in five days time from now is called, here's the health secret number one. What you think is the most influential factor over your physical health is not true. And I've just gone through some that, that section of the book. The rest of the book is about strategies, tactics and evidence to support health secret number one, two, three, four and five and particularly a lot of people who are connecting with my book already there's been over 1564 people who've requested my free book and uh, not my free book my my book has been uh free for if you order the here's how it works if you order the hardcover version i will pay for the printing if you pay for shipping and handling and there's a website inside the show notes so that's what i mean by free i'll pay for the printing of the book my hardcover book i'll cover that if you just pay for the shipping and handling. So that book is available from the, uh, from the September the 5th, this week, which happens to be my wife's birthday, which is why I chose it. Some people have already ordered it and that book will be sent out to them and it's coming their way. The audio book will be available soon after that. And I haven't planned an e-book just yet, but maybe we'll do an e-book as well. We're yet to, yet to decide on that because some people do like that format. So that's health secret number one and it is absolutely the critical central focal point of the My Child's Healthy Life message. And you know what? Why don't I do this? Why don't I just flick along the pages, which I'm doing as I'm talking to you now, and I'll mention Health Seeker number two, which will be next the next episode that I do in, in this particular series. And the title of the next one is, A Growth Mindset, Not a Fixed Mindset, is the only thinking pattern you can have if you are to make progress towards being physically healthy, and I'll talk about the professors behind that one and the research behind it, it is phenomenal. Thank you so much for joining me at this particular podcast and this particular episode of the Expert Secrets Radio Show. And I look forward to sharing with you from my book, Physical Health Secret Number Two, Three, Four, and Five just before the book becomes available and gets released. Alright everybody, thank you so much for joining me and bye for now.